Welcome back to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiba, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of creativity with you. Each week, I'm hashtag gifting you two episodes with ways you can become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best-kept industry secrets to creating content worth remembering. Sound good? All right, let's dive into it. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. So this episode of Kindly Gifted Podcast is a little different from the rest. Um because it's only available for a limited time. What? You are currently tuning in to the audiobook that is associated with my free ebook that's called How to Create Unboring Content, aka the title of this episode. <laughs> um, that ebook will be going away as a freebie very soon. And that means this episode will also be going away. Um, the audiobook will be expanded with some other resources that I, I want to add into there that I think will be super helpful to you, and it will be sold. Um, so tune into this, go to my website, katemob.com, download the free ebook print copy. You can also find it on Instagram at katemob in the link in bio and on TikTok at katemob in the link in bio. Anyways, download it. We'll get into this. Um, Keep listening. There's an introduction to tell you a little bit more about what this is, and um, I hope you enjoy it. Just a quick legal disclaimer. By listening to this audiobook, you understand and agree that unless otherwise referenced or cited, the information within this audiobook is under copyright by Kate Mob LLC. You may not copy, take, borrow, or appropriate the contents of this audiobook and claim, redistribute, or sell as your own. For further information, please consult the terms and conditions at katemob.com legal. Quick little table of contents here. We're going to talk briefly about why this book is useful and just do a little introduction. Part one is going to cover how to understand marketing versus advertising. What's the difference between marketing and also what is creative advertising, which is what I do for a living as an art director and what I would argue that you do as an influencer and content creator. And then we're going to debunk some myths associated with marketing and advertising. Part two is getting into the research, so understanding who your brand partner is and your brand client, as well as getting to know the audience that you're creating for. Part three covers solidifying the creative strategy. Did you get a creative brief? What is that? What is a brief, right? Um, If you didn't get one, what do you do? Unique selling points and why those are important. What are human insights and why do those matter, okay? All of that is important to creative strategy. Part four, which is the final part, then goes into thinking of actual content ideas. So we're going to go back to the brief. We're going to do some brainstorming, talk a little bit about pitching, and then there's also a little self-audit that you can do, which is actually in the print version of this free ebook, is in the form of a little checklist. So that's also why I would highly encourage you to download that as well. And then just a little conclusion. All right, let's get into the actual audiobook. If it sounds like I'm reading, uh, it's because I am. <laughs> Not right now, but it will in a moment. But um, yeah, feel free to download the, the print copy to follow along, or you can just listen to this while you go grab a cup of joe, do your laundry, whatever it is you need to do. Let's get into it. Oh, hey friend. 
So you want to create impactful content that's hard to forget, huh? Well, I'm Kate, your new creative bestie, art director, and main mobster behind Kate Mob. After working inside brands and advertising agencies, I've gone on to help online creators like you harness their creative power, hold attention with their content, and blow their brand partners away with their ideas. Together with the Kindly Gifted Podcast, aka this podcast right here, Kate Mob was born to help influencers and content creators like you build a digital presence that's hard to forget and get you paid with more than free shit. Sound good? Well, moreover, I want to welcome you into the creative industry. With the support and guidance of like-minded creatives, you'll feel empowered to break rules, be imaginative, and take yourself to the next level of innovative thinking. Speaking of, what you'll get here is the framework used by ad industry creatives like myself, actually, this is my exact framework, that's going to help you brainstorm and come up with ideas for sponsored content that will wow your brand partners. You will have them thinking that maybe you had an art director in your corner, but I won't tell them. So I bet you're wondering, how is this useful to me? Well, think of an ad that's made a lasting impression on you. A Super Bowl commercial, or one of those dreaded Spotify ads, oops, (laughs) or maybe it's a digital billboard for Billie Eilish's new single, or Gucci's striking editorial. All right, now, can you as easily think of an influencer's sponsored post that left as lasting of an impression on you? Probably not, or if you did, it probably took some time, right? Let's change that. Part one, marketing versus advertising. We can't advertise for our brand partners if we don't know what advertising is. Let's break down the differences between marketing and advertising, commonly known as the same thing. As an influencer, you work in both the marketing and advertising realms. Disclaimer, there are many definitions of marketing and advertising, Within each, there are sub-definitions, and you can really get lost in the black hole of confusion. Moreover, there's a lot of disagreement as to what these terms mean, even amongst the people who've built careers working within these industries. All that you need to know right now is that they are two of the fastest-growing industries in the world, so the definitions are always evolving. The important thing to note is that, just like our eyebrows, marketing and advertising are sisters not twins. In our case, we're relating these terms to the creative industry, so I'm going to give you the tea on the difference between the two when it comes to creativity. What the flying heck is marketing in relation to creative advertising? As Schmidt from New Girl says, marketing is the, quote, backbone of capitalism. In other words, its sole purpose is to sell a product or service. Most of the information circulating online about social media and the influencer world is marketing expertise. In other words, increasing reach, growth tactics, engagement hacks, algorithm updates, target audience, etc. Although, creatives not so secretly shit on marketing because of its conversion-oriented thinking, it's the only quantifiable way to see if our ideas and content are resonating with the audience we intend for it to. So why is this important to you as a creator? Well, it's how you already track the performance of your own content, right? More importantly, marketing is how brands will be tracking the performance of the content you create for them. Think KPIs, in other words, key performance indicators, such as audience demographics, analytics, or insights, 
number of products and goods sold, website traffic, brand awareness, follower growth, email opens, etc. All of that is marketing. Here's a major key. Always ask your brand partners for the KPIs of the collaboration. KPIs, like I said, was key performance indicators. This will help you identify what metrics they're using to qualify this campaign as a success from a sales and marketing perspective. That information may also be useful to you when you're coming up with ideas, pitching those ideas to brands, and ultimately executing content. All right, imagine yourself at a bar. You're bored and you're craving company. Somebody approaches you and tells you that you're hot. Psh, boo, we know. Buys you a drink and asks if you want to, quote, get out of here. That's marketing. It predicted what you wanted in the moment by your behavior and gave you a solution to your problem, but really didn't do much else to show you who they are. Advertising, however, has a different goal. So let's kick marketing out for now and send them home without a cuddle session. You're here for advertising and creativity, so let's focus on that. Now, toss out everything you currently know about advertising. I mean it. There's more to it than Facebook and Instagram ads, and we're going to get into it. Okay, teleport yourself back to the bar. Yep, again, no judgments here, okay? Remember that sweet he, she, they that complimented you earlier and bought you a drink? Instead of taking you back home, imagine that they asked you out. Several successful dates later, you make the choice to be with them. Bam, that's advertising. A relationship built on mutual understanding between the brand and its consumer. Advertising doesn't just seize opportunities to sell you a product. This is where the company opens up their world for you and welcomes you into it. Great advertising creates a meaningful connection between consumer and brand by using strategic communication. It feels like the company is talking to you and only you. We as people love feeling understood. So when a brand gets us, instead of merely shoving a product in our face, we're actually more likely to buy from them. It's exactly like friendship. Would you be friends with someone you didn't feel connected to? Somebody that you didn't relate to? Somebody who just doesn't get you? Okay, well, same with purchasing decisions. If they don't get me, they probably won't get my money. So to summarize, marketing sells a product but advertising sells a lifestyle. And that's what we're gonna focus on going forward, communicating the lifestyle of your brand clients to your audience. Let's blow this popsicle sand, am I right? Part two, time to research. Now that we've got a basic grasp on marketing versus advertising, we begin the research part of our creative journey, arguably, in my opinion, the most important part. Anyway, before coming up with the ideas and bringing your vision to life, we'll need some information handy about your brand partner. Popping in quickly without my audiobook voice, um, you can apply this framework to not just branded partnerships. Like if you're sharing par uh, products organically or brands organically, you, you can apply this to that. If you are sharing gifts that you were not obligated to share, you can apply this to that. And moreover, since you are already communicating your own lifestyle and sharing your own life on the internet, uh, you need to know how to do that for brands should they ask to partner up with you or you want to partner up with them as well. So, you know, I think this can be helpful to any type of content that you're creating, whether or not you're working with a brand. So anyways, back to my audiobook voice. You are the mutual friend. I know you've heard me say that before. I know you have. Remember how I mentioned earlier that we want brands to understand us as human beings, not just walking money bags? 
Well, brands want to be understood too. If you understand the brand, you'll be able to create content specifically for them that feels like you're talking to their specific consumer, aka their target audience. Think of it like this. You're the mutual friend. Imagine the brand and your ideal follower as two separate individuals. You're the friend they have in common, right? But when they have to meet each other, it's your job to introduce that connection to ensure that they'll really vibe. To help them see how much they have in common, you have to find similarities between the brand and your audience. That way, they can spark a friendship and continue that friendship and relationship without your necessary involvement. Understanding the brand, okay? What do you know about the brand you're working with? This can include their look and feel, target audience, types of products or services they offer, their competitors, and so much more. What is the unique selling point or the USP of the brand? Sometimes brands don't come right out and say what makes them different from their competitors. So what do you think makes them stand out from similar brands on the market? Why do you love them personally? Why did you buy from them if you did? This can be anything about their product, their messaging, their social media, their packaging, the influencers they've worked with, the results you got by using it, the advertising, the things it makes you feel, whether it's like beautiful, confident, comfortable, etc. The price point, all of this information is fair game as unique selling points of the brand. The point is, if you were to tell a friend about this brand, how would you explain it to them what it is that you love about it? How's their vibe on social media? How does the brand's social content look? With that, what types of collaborator posts do they share? This gives you some insight as to what the brand is looking for visually and in their messaging, aka their creative direction. Keep an eye out for patterns like poses, colors, the amount of videos and photos they have, etc. Think about how you can create content that's different enough while still remaining within the brand's visual direction. That being said, yes, a lot of brands share a ridiculous amount of product shots. The purpose of those posts is to show off the product and to ultimately sell it, not necessarily to create a connection with you or make you feel something about it. When I worked on the social team of a luxury bridal brand, clear product visuals was literally the thing we were told to look out for in user-generated content or UGC and influencer posts. From a sales and marketing standpoint, I completely understood why we were told to focus on product-centric content, but the posts that fascinated me the most told a story about love, about happiness, togetherness, what have you in the bridal world, right? So please, for the love of creativity, don't finish this audiobook only to create product shots. There's enough of them out there, and you're here to create unforgettable work. Who is the brand's target audience? Just like with their unique selling points, sometimes brands don't come right out and say who their target audience is. However, if you've bought from a brand, especially if you've done it more than once or enjoy interacting with their advertising like social media, for example, then you're, you would definitely be part of their target. Ideally, the most seamless, effortless, and yeah, that makes sense, types of influencer brand collaborations stem from the fact that the influencer already loved the brand to begin with. In other words, the influencer represents the brand's target audience. This oftentimes also means that the audiences of the brand and the influencer overlap. 
and both sides will likely get a big ROI, return on investment, by working together. Here's another major key. If you're in the earlier stages of brand collaborations, start by partnering with companies you already love to get into the groove and learn the process. Just like you can tell when another influencer is promoting a brand for money's sake, your followers can sniff that out in you as well. So let's aim to make these partnerships as authentic as possible. And the easiest way to start doing that is by promoting brands you can already talk about. When you introduce two of your friends to each other, it's easy because you know them both well, right? Remember, you're the mutual friend. Keep that in mind always. Okay, now, who's your target audience? You've got this one in the bag, bestie. When you started your journey on the internet, who were you hoping to attract to your page? This is the person you show up for. If you haven't yet, create an avatar of your ideal target audience. Like, literally write out their bio as if they were a real person. Include a photo if you need to. This is also called a psychographic because aside from listing their demographics like age, gender, race, income, you can also dive into their mind, into their humanity to explore things like their interests, pain, pleasure points, hopes, dreams, aspirations, and brands that they buy from. Do you see where I'm going with this yet? Will that person 100% exist in real life? No, not necessarily. Not even probably, but the people that follow you already and the newbies that will stumble upon your account thinking, oh my God, you're so cool. I feel like she's talking to me or I feel like he's talking to me are going to share qualities with your ideal target audience. Do the two audiences, meaning your audience and the brand that you're working with, their audience, overlap? Ideally, the answer is yes. However, you might not know that information for sure. The point here is to look at the target audience of the brand from your research assumptions and by asking the brand themselves and look at your own audience. Can you successfully do your job as the mutual friend to create a relationship of friendship between your brand partner and your followers? All right, part three, creative strategy. A conceptual, creatively strategic idea will create that friendship between the brand and your audience because it shows that you know both sides really well. In other words, mutual friend duties completed, right? Success. The result, your audience feels seen and understood and your brand client is happy because their marketing metrics are met. So let's do just that. Um, Here's one of my favorite quotes ever about creativity and about advertising in general. It's from a professor at uh, Michigan State University. His name is Jeff L. Richards. He's in the advertising department. And he said, creativity without strategy is art. Creativity with strategy is called advertising. So just remember that. There's also a really, really cute uh, little design around the quote in the print version of the book. Just FYI. (laughs) So what's the creative brief? First things first. Did you get a creative brief from the brand? This is typically a short deck of slides, although not always in this format. And sometimes I found this information included in the contract or agreement. Um, Basically, it covers the following information. The campaign brief, the shot list, and the content approval process. It may look a little like this. Okay, so this is a little disclaimer. In the print version of the ebook, I actually do show screenshots from a creative brief that a brand sent me. For legal reasons, I had to redact the client name as well as the imagery because this is from a confidential deck. Um, 
it was a dream collaboration for me. Really, really awesome. But it, the point of it was to just kind of show you the layout of a deck from like a really huge brand that's a household name. So um, those kind of brands usually set the standard for how creative briefs look and, and um, how they serve their purpose to the content creator. No brief, no problem. If the brand didn't provide you with a brief, ask for it. That way you prevent possibly having to put in extra work, which the brand will then have to pay for, and it will save everyone loads of time. If the brand responds saying they don't have a creative brief for this campaign, then you're free to roam as you please. I would even recommend pitching your own mood board, shot list, ideas, what have you to the brand if you feel confident that they tie in with the brand's audience and can resonate with the brand's audience as well as yours. One major key here is if you see the word producer in someone's title within a brand, especially if you've already been communicating with them about an opportunity, it often means that their work consists of producing brand partnerships and collaborations. That's not always the case, however. The term producer can mean many things, so use your judgment. Add them on LinkedIn and have their email addresses in a database. That way, when you're ready to start pitching or you have a cool idea for a partnership, you know exactly who to contact. Speaking of, I do have a LinkedIn training you can watch on my Instagram at KateMob um, to help maximize your influence and connect with brands directly. Why are unique selling points important to you as an influencer and as a creator? And also, how do you use this to strengthen your creative ideas? So remember a little while ago, we talked about USPs. They are major because they separate one brand from another and are part of the overarching brand positioning strategy that then trickles into the messaging strategy and how a brand communicates themselves and their products to you, right? So for example, your USP or unique selling point as a creator is the thing that separates you or differentiates you from other creators in your realm and other creators in the online space in general. This is something I highly urge you to nail down and write down. You can have multiple unique selling points, okay? They can be things like your personality, your passions or areas of interest, your expertise in those areas, right? Um, Your humor, your editing style, your aesthetic, your voice, like things about you, your look, like they can be really anything. Um, And I think it's really helpful to write this information down because you'll be able to see like, you know, how is it that I can really separate myself or differentiate myself, stand out from other creators in my quote unquote niche, and also just in the online space in general, but also you'll be able to discover topics or areas that you're really passionate about, or things that you really haven't been focusing on, um, that are, you know, differentiating factors about yourself, that maybe you haven't considered, or you've been neglecting, or um, you've rediscovered now that you've written them down that your audience might actually enjoy. So I highly, highly, highly recommend you determine your unique selling points as a creator because you are also a brand. But keep USPs in mind when coming up with ideas on how you can showcase the brand that you're working with and their product, right, to your audience. Which, by the way, this can apply to you know, sponsored content, organic content that you're sharing about a product that you've discovered or are reviewing without being asked to do so. It's just something that you wanted to share with your audience, right? So this can apply to sponsored content and also, um, and also organic content. 
As a reminder, unique selling points can be about the product, the messaging, the look and feel of the brand, and so much more. The more practice you get identifying them, which comes through research, the faster and better you'll be at instantly spotting them within a brand. For example, after looking at a hair care brand that I had previously not heard of called Moon Fiber, founded by Asian American influencer Edward Zoe, I've gathered through Google, through their website, that their USPs or unique selling points consists of the following. Specialty in men's custom wigs, unisex approach to grooming, although targeting primarily men, it seems, influencer founded, and they're also Asian owned. After stalking Edward's social media accounts, these are things that also describe him and or are areas that he's passionate about. So it also informs about the founder as well. As another example, apparel brand Boys Lie comes right out and says that their USP is making women feel confident and empowered. From my research, I also found that the brand was born when two best friends, Tori Robinson and Leah O'Malley, got their hearts broken by guys they were dating. So this message of empowering women also shines through in their partnerships with other brands like Forbes or in styling influencers like Serena Carrigan, the self-proclaimed, quote, queen of confidence. So let's get psychological for a minute, okay? Psychology and understanding how people behave, not just by but behave in general, is a major part of advertising. Nuggets of human behavior inform and fuel the ideas behind every advertisement you interact with. This creates relatable and unforgettable content or ads. Why? It's what makes us feel that a brand truly gets us. When we feel seen, we feel compelled to buy, or at the very least, do some light Googling on the brand, right? We'll also be more likely to remember the ads and brands that made us feel understood and seen. These behavioral nuggets are called human insights, bits of information about human behavior that help us create connections between a brand and their potential consumers. Like creative director and DDB Worldwide Agency founder Bill Bernbach said, the most powerful element in advertising is the truth. Human insights also called human truths, are often societal things, societal uh, behavior, societal notions, right? Repackaged as problems to which a brand product becomes the solution. Most of this psychological process happens subconsciously in our minds. When using insight about human behavior in your sponsored content, in your brand partnership content, it makes the message more conceptual and it brings it back to the audience. Because the audience, after all, is the main inspiration for the ads targeting them, right? For example, let's use McDonald's. A human insight is that people often go to fast food restaurants late at night. McDonald's incorporated that into their strategy by staying open 24-7 to accommodate those of us that tend to crave the 10-piece nuggets at 3 a.m. Like, literally, no shame. Don't you dare judge me. (laughs) Our minds process this subconsciously, but McDonald's will be the first name that comes to mind next time they want a late-night snack. You see what I mean? If you want to learn more about human insights, I talk about this frequently in other episodes of, of Kindly Gifted Podcasts, so go check that out. But your audience will inform you of their behavior. 
And you've probably already seen this in metrics like DMs, post engagement, views, shares, comments, like things that they are responding to and and engaging in a dialogue with you about, right? However, you can also pull from the target audience avatar that you created previously, right, to predict how they would behave ideally and how to make them feel seen with your sponsored post. That way you always have that specific person in mind that you're talking to with every single piece of your content so you can guarantee that that person you have in mind you are solving their problems. You are providing the inspiration they need. You are providing them entertainment or education or whatever it is that you're focusing on. All right, the last part, part four, content ideas. Now, I'm a bit biased as an art director, but this is my favorite part, creating a visual direction for content by incorporating the research, target audience, and human insights that we found earlier. So let's get to it. Let's review the brand's creative brief again and figure out how to use it. Before we get into thinking, executing your ideas, and ultimately submitting them to the brand for approval, it's important to remember if the brand gave you a creative brief, like the one we talked about earlier. And if not, did you ask? Side note, you should always be asking um, brands for more information about the campaign. If they give you a vague one-sentence statement and you feel that's not enough, ask for more information. That way you're saving yourself loads of time and you won't have to be going back and fixing things and correcting things as much later on in the process. Okay. Did they provide some sort of information about the specific campaign? Did they provide a mood board or a shot list to streamline your content to ensure it's on brand? Your goal is to interpret the brief to tie it into your life, experiences, and perspective. Since your audience follows you because they want to keep up with your life, making it personal will result in a piece of content that also makes you relatable to your audience and will remove some of that feel that they're looking at an ad. Okay? So again, you are the mutual friend. You introduce the brand and your audience to each other in order to create a friendship between them. Figure out why your audience is following you, whether it is, you know, about your lifestyle or your passions or your expertise or whatever, and tie that into the ad that you're creating so that the thing that they came to you for, they are now going to attach to the product or the brand that you're sharing And therefore, they will go and follow the brand or look up the product or even buy it, okay? Regardless, look back at your findings after stalking the brand's social media and website to take note of what kind of content they create or repost from influencers and consumers. You can incorporate these content asset examples into your mood board to help you stay within the brand's creative direction brainstorming. Okay, so you know how this process had more or less some sort of flow and organization to it? Well, okay, that is up until now, essentially. Brainstorming ideas is the complete opposite of that. The creative mind is like a pair of tangled earbuds, so you gotta just roll with it and have fun. Do not be realistic, okay? Just 
whatever ideas come to mind, let them come to mind, okay? I love this part so much because it's the time to really play. It's the time to really get imaginative. And I have a game-changing, life-changing tip for you to help you come up with good ideas. This truly transformed my career and the way that I think about ideas and allowed me to think not from my ego being like, oh, this is amazing. I'm amazing. You know, it allowed me to think more objectively. Like, would this be an idea that I would invest into as a brand or as a collaborator? Okay. So this is, this is the major key. You can also use this not just for branded content or paid partnerships. You can use this Um, for organic content as well to help you come up with ideas if you're in a rut or you just really want to push yourself further. So to avoid first thought boring ideas, whip out a notebook and write down 100, yes, 100 content ideas for the campaign that you're working on, for uh, a topic that you're stuck on, for just any organic content that you're working on. Your first 25 will be the easiest to think of. These are your first thought ideas. Okay, super easy to think of. The next 25 might be a little harder, but still, you know, pretty, pretty simple to think of. And the final 50 are where your conceptual, unforgettable ideas will be because it'll be more of a challenge to think of those. When you select the ideas that feel right, select them from the final 50. Select them from the unforgettable ideas. Select them from the ideas that are like, whoa, this is actually really cool. Like, I would pay for this if I were a brand, okay? But don't throw out the other ones that you wrote down. Keep them handy. They'll inspire you at another point in your career. I've come back to ideas I've jotted down years ago, and since then, they've morphed into something totally different from where they started, or they got executed exactly how I imagined them, or they were used as a a supplemental part to a bigger idea. So keep, keep your ideas handy, refer back to them. Because sometimes when you're stuck and you already wrote things down previously, it can inspire more ideas, something else, etc, etc. Okay, so keep those handy. So let's briefly talk about pitching. I don't want to center a lot of your attention on this right now. I know you're eager to know about pitching, but we're here to focus on what it takes to come up with ideas. That is square one, okay? Ideas that are solid. Ideas that relate to the audience that they're meant for ideas that a brand would be like oh I'd really want to invest into that that's really cool you know what I mean pitching to your client isn't useful unless you have the hang of the process we just covered so practicing and building out your creative process and understanding what that process is for you because it's different for everyone increases the confidence in your creative ideas so that if your brand client provides feedback or critique that you don't agree with, you can defend your ideas properly because you know why you made the decisions that you did in your creative process to come up with this idea. Furthermore, as a side note, the secret sauce to pitching also is confidence. Like it it really is. And confidence comes up, comes with having practice coming up with ideas. I've seen ideas that I don't think are great be pitched by someone absolutely beautifully to the point where I'm sitting there like, all right, you sold me. So 
they know their creative process, why they made the decisions that they did. They did their research. And when they pitched an idea that I subjectively did not think was great and I gave my critique, that person was able to then defend that idea with research, with information about the target audience, with information about, you know, the brand or the product that then made me be like, okay, well, at least you made a sound decision. You understand why you made the decision that you did. And I respect that. And you know what, if other people or the majority think this is great, then all right, fine. Let's, let's try it and see what, what happens. So confidence is very important in pitching ideas that, like I said, does come from practice of coming up with ideas and understanding what it takes to do so, not just shooting in the dark and hope it sticks. Okay. If you are ready to pitch your ideas to a brand that you're working with, however, but you don't know how or you want to practice pitching them to me first, DM me at KateMob on Instagram um, and we can we can chat a little more about that. Um, here's a major key for you, okay? Something to keep in mind is if you cannot explain your idea to a kid, then you don't understand it well enough yourself. Tough love here, but that is a life-saving tip. We have really short attention spans now and crafting a killer elevator pitch means knowing your concept and idea like the back of your hand and being able to explain it simply and quickly. Another major key, because I'm feeling super generous, I'm all about sharing ideas, but it's important to set clear boundaries so that your intellectual property remains yours even if the brand doesn't make use of it. That being said, pay very close attention to how your brand partner responds to your request for them to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Um, However, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a legal expert. This is not legal advice. So please contact a legal professional or a lawyer for help with crafting an NDA um, that is suitable for you and your needs, as well as client contracts that will ensure that your intellectual property is protected. And again, if you're listening to this, you can also DM me and I'm happy to um, send you some recommendations of lawyers that I think you can contact about contracts and NDAs and, and so on. So if you're interested in that, you can DM me at Kate Mob, and I'd be happy to chat with you. All right, now you're ready to audit your sponsored content before sending it to your client for approval. Let's say you got here um, and you are you are ready to, to get the brand to look at it and give their two cents, give their approval on your content. By the way, little side note, um, in the printed version or the print version, the PDF, this is outlined as kind of like a checklist or that you can use if that's what you want to use it for. Um... Or just something to refer back to to be like, okay, did I do this? Did I do this? Did I do that? Check, 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 right? Um, So if you do like that, you can download the PDF, the print version um, from katemob.com or from the link in bio on Instagram at katemob or from the link in bio on TikTok at katemob. So just putting that out there if you do like having that as something to refer back to. So first things first, understanding the brand. Does your content show that you understood the brand that you're creating for and how it's different from its competitors? Did you do your research on their unique selling points, right? Understanding the audience is the next one. Does your, does your sponsor post or piece of branded content speak to the brand or product's ideal target audience and is able to relate to them? Because this, I bring this up because the goal of a brand partnering with you obviously is to, to get people all, you know, 
from your page to theirs and from your page to their website, whatever it is, right? But also more importantly, they're hoping to use your content as marketing materials, right? Which is why, you know, um, if they're ethical, they'll talk about usage rights with you. They'll talk about ownership rights with you because they want to use this content for their own marketing purposes. And that means that if the content is detached from you, if the content is detached from your page and put on, in an email blast or on their website or on their social media, does it still relate to the audience? Will it still make people want to buy even if they didn't come from your page, even if they don't know who you are? right? So your goal is to ensure that you are relating to the consumer of this product. And that is, of course, a lot easy, easier to do if this is a brand that you already love, this is a brand that you already use, if this is something that you talked about with your followers already. Um, because then you are also able to create a connection with this piece of content, with this partnership, um, with your audience as well. So that's how you become the mutual friend, right? Is when you are able to understand your audience really well, know what they like, know what they don't on a basic level, um, taking that target audience profile that you wrote down, right? And then understanding the brand, who their audience is, who they're talking to, what's the product, what's the USP, what's, um, how are they different from their competitors, all of that, right? And you're able to have so much information on both that then you can talk to both sides about each other. So quite literally introducing two friends to each other. That is, that is your, that is how you become successful being the mutual friend online, right? I just keep that in mind. The audience here is, is super, super important, if not the most important part of this entire thing. The next part is that, is it on brand aesthetically? So does your sponsored post or piece of brand content follow the creative brief that was provided to you by your brand partner? If there's no brief, um, did you ask for it? If there's still no brief after you asked, like we don't have a brief is what the brand tells you, then would this idea that created, would this content that you created be something that the brand would repost, judging by their social feeds, judging by kind of their other marketing materials um, on a visual level, you know, the angles, the poses, the colors, things like that, right? And tying into that, um, the last thing is, visual interest. Is your content interesting to look at? Forget, forget the godforsaken, here's a product shoved in your face shot. Because the reality is, when have you purchased a product from someone shoving it in your face? So why would you do that to someone else, right? It's time to get creative and make this visually interesting and appealing in order to capture people's attention? Are you telling a story using people, props, colors, more? How are you keeping people on this post? Is their eye wandering around from thing to thing? Is is the video really exciting? Is there like a hook? Is there, you know, some sort of something that you say that triggers people to want to keep listening? Like think about these things because it's it's incredibly important. That's what ultimately will will bring people in is the way that you communicate um the knowledge that you've acquired on the person that you're creating for and the brand that you're creating for. A major key here is that studies show that 91, 91.7% of ads featuring a person's face attracted more attention than ads without faces. Okay. 
ta-ta, all the product shots, goodbye. (laughs) In situations where exposure time is short, in other words, social media, the effect is even greater, even greater than 91.7%. Our brains are designed to process faces, so we're able to detect them at least twice as fast as other stimuli. Because our goal is to create unforgettable content here, right, it's important to remember that attention strengthens memory. And it's no surprise that ads with faces resulted in increased ad and brand recognition because there's someone, there's a human associated with that ad. It becomes more humanized, right? But also um, faces and seeing someone's face in an ad makes you trust it more. So just keep that in mind for when you are creating sponsored content or brand content, okay? Thank you so much for tuning in to this limited time, limitedly available (laughs) episode with an expiration date. Um, I'm so happy that you've made it all the way here. I hope that you found this valuable. I hope that the audiobook format was more enjoyable, especially the little side notes that I sprinkled in here that I did not add into the ebook. (laughs) But um, yeah, I hope you found this super valuable. um, Because Otherwise, I like I don't want to waste your time with resources that are just fluff or, you know, a regurgitation of the front page of Google. I want to give you something that you can actually use that you can implement right now. I will. I want you to remember. Create strategically, not just artistically. Artistically is great and that's wonderful and that's absolutely necessary. But be strategic about your decisions. Be intentional about your decisions. If somebody asks you a brand that you're working with, for example, asks you why you made the decision you made, what was your creative process, how, uh, you know, how you got to where you got, what was the intention behind this? Or if they give you critique and they're like, I don't like this, you are able to defend your ideas. You're able to explain where you came from. You're able to like really give them a rundown on like the strategy that you had going into this idea It will make you so much more respected as not just an influencer, not just a follower count, not just somebody who creates pretty pictures, but somebody who is a professional, is a creative professional. Because these are the conversations we have in the advertising industry, that we have in the creative industry, that brands have, you know, behind closed doors. And bringing you into that conversation is so important because it just helps you become a better creative and ultimately of course, leverage more money. But your job, your job is to form friendships between your audience and brand partners. You are a professional mutual friend. This audiobook is how you get good at it. Okay? Implementing these strategies, creating a, forming a creative process, researching, understanding your audience, understanding the brands that you're working with on a deeper level. Not just, oh, I think this is cute. But like really getting into the nitty gritty of like, why does this matter to my audience, you know? So think about those things as a little gift for making it all the way here, for listening, for all of your support and kindness. Um, Use code UNBORING for $50 off a one-on-one content audit with me. And you can actually hop on a Zoom for 60 minutes on any day of your choosing, any time of your choosing, and get creative feedback from me for 60 minutes on 
any sponsored posts that you created for brands that have already gone live. We will literally walk through every little detail, celebrate the things that you did really well because those are important and you need to understand why you did them well. If they weren't decisions that you made intentionally, now you make them with intention, right? And also we'll critique things that you can improve upon and the critique is subjective. So you could be like, you know, I don't agree with that. And then you practice defending your ideas with me to get me to understand where you were coming from. Or you could be taking the critique and be like, you know, I'm going to try it. Just see what happens. I think this is great. I'm going to give it a shot. So use code unboring for $50 off a one-on-one content audit with me to access that. You can go to katemob.com and click on the services tab. Scroll down to content audit and you can go ahead and book one. Um, Yeah, I hope to see you on there. I think this will be really helpful if you want to get an example of what a content audit with me looks like. Um, I'm doing a live series where I do these for 30 minutes live for a real influencer and also celebrity ads. So um, go check that out on Instagram at KateMob. But yeah, if you're interested in booking a content audit with me, code UNBORING for $50 off. And you can uh, book that on katemob.com in the services tab. So I hope to see you on a Zoom soon. Thank you again for tuning in. I'm so happy that you're here. Download the print copy of this if you'd like. Again, on katemob.com or link in bio at katemob on Instagram and TikTok. Um, I think this will be a great resource for you to, to keep handy before, like I said, before it disappears. Five ever. Four ever. Whatever number you want to choose in front of ever. Um, thank you so much. I will catch you in the next episode. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at KateMob for more creative secrets. And don't forget to say hey. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.